0: You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Wednesday, everyone. I hope you're having a great start to your week. On today's show, we're going to take a break from realignment talk, and we're going to Dive in and talk about summer camp, which comes up on August 6th. You're going to want to hear our conversation about uh, what we're going to expect and some of the biggest storylines that we're going to be looking at heading into camp. But before we do that we're going to look at today's news. First off, let's look at a little basketball news because it's been quiet on the basketball front all summer long. Uh, In terms of the schedule, one game is off of the books that I was actually kind of surprised about, which is the game against Bryant. Now it looked like Boston college had started to set up a schedule that had a lot of local games on their schedule. You saw a couple games against URI. I saw games against Holy Cross. You saw all these different local games and Bryant was part of that crew, but Uh, According to John Rothstein on Twitter today, the game against Boston College and Bryant has been canceled. Bryant is uh, moving along with another game that they're scheduling. I think it's against URI, which makes sense. They're both local rivals. Uh, So that takes Boston College off of that schedule. We have not gotten a full Boston College uh, basketball schedule yet. We know they're not going to be part of the Big Ten ACC Challenge. They're the team out. They're the, I think that's called the Lone Survivor now as the one team that is not part of that, and they get to be better of that because they played so poorly last year. They are not in that. They have games against URI. They're in the Daytona Sun, uh, Sunshine Slam against URI. Utah and Air Force. We'll find out how that goes. They have another game against URI. And uh, they've got a few other games that we're still looking to see if they play, you know, against, against Southern uh, Florida, Cal, the St. Louis, Richmond. These are all games that were scheduled ahead of time, but we're not 100% sure if they're still on the schedule because they were technically supposed to happen in 2020. We'll have to wait to see if the contracts kind of stick around for that. Now, in terms of football news, there was a few more um, – news items in terms of last week's ACC media day you know after the the media day ends it seems like news kind of trickles in afterwards yesterday um we saw that Boston College was ranked third in the ACC Atlantic according to the media again a high praise I think and then in terms of the all ACC team it was named on um, on when uh, Tuesday excuse me and three Boston College players were listed on there now they had Alec Lindstrom in the center who uh, has been an All-American list in all ACC everywhere? Uh, not a surprise. He was also recently named to the Ribbington Trophy Watch List Award again, uh, given to the best center in the country. Along with Lindstrom, they had Zion Johnston. uh, Johnston, excuse me, who is a guard for Boston College. He played center, I mean, he played tackle last year for the Eagles, um, and he's going back to his natural uh, guard position and he will be uh, probably one of the best guards in the uh, conference easily, so that was not a big surprise. And finally, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers is one of the best wide receivers in the country. He had nine touchdown receptions last year. Um, Does things as, you know, if you're listening to this and you're a Boston College fan, I don't need to tell you this. You know, he does things that you don't see out of BC receivers. Stopping on a dime, you know, he makes defenders look foolish Um, and he made it. Um, He was one I I was interested to see if he would make it or not because I don't know if you follow David Hale on Twitter and I love him. He does some great work, Um, but he's so into statistics. He He released his decisions uh uh, who he voted for and zay flowers was not on it as he picked some kid from unc who had seven touchdowns uh, seven receptions all of last year and i and he had all these metrics that he picked out and reasons why and i was like okay you know you can look at stats and you could pick this kid that probably has oozes potential and hey he may be one of the best wide receivers in the conference because he's going to have sam howell throwing him the ball but zay flowers what you saw You know what he can do, and he he did this. You know, in his first year as a real wide receiver in this uh, in this offense, he's a first round draft pick uh, or second round draft pick talent. Um, So it surprised me that Hale left him off, and to see him on there was uh, kind of refreshing. Uh, Also, part of these um, uh, ballots was the ACC Player of the Year, and that was going. That goes to Sam Howell. Now, I was surprised. I wasn't sure where they would go with this. Howell uh, received. 114 votes out of looks to be 147. He beat out Dierik King with 11. Brian Brice, a defensive end from Clemson, and DJ Uagalale of Clemson only got six votes. That surprised me because I thought DJ. I mean, you know, he. We haven't seen everything from him yet, but he strikes me as a quarterback that could should push that. And I, I'm so I would push him over Dierik King at this point. Uh, so that surprised me a little bit. But when you go down below DJ. You have two Boston College players, and if you're listening, you know exactly who they are. With three votes, it was Phil Dracovic, and with two votes, Zay Flowers made it onto that list. So it was interesting to see, uh, even with you know the media doing this, and the media, I-, I would say, always skews towards Tobacco Road, that Boston College had a little love here, and I thought that was interesting. Now, when you look at the team, the All-ACC team, were there any snubs? Now, obviously, you can look at the the offensive line and to say there's snubs, you- but you know— Truth be told, you need to see more out of Tyler Vrabel. You need to see more out of Christian Mahogany. Uh, Those are those two. And Ben Petrula... He's good, but is he going to get that love from the from the voters? Probably not yet. And then when you look up and down some of the other uh, positions, it, there's no way that a Boston College player probably would make any of those at this point. Maybe a cornerback, but you look at Andrew Booth and Tony Grimes, Boston College does not have a caliber quarterback at, like those. So that's where it stands. Uh, but this is all preseason stuff, right? It's before they even play a game, before they even snap it down, so we'll have to wait to see what happens there. Now, in a moment, we're going to talk about the upcoming summer camp, which is about to start at Boston College in a couple weeks. I'm going to look at some of the storylines that you're going to want to hear about when we head into camp. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest, easiest way to make all your sports wagers. Whether it's baseball or UFC, MMA action, wrestling, Olympics, they have it all. Before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code On. Again, head on over to bet online and use promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus bet online your online sportsbook experts this is AJ black locked on Boston College thank you all for listening if this is your first time checking out a locked on Boston college show I want to thank you for checking out our podcast and I want to encourage you to hit that subscribe button become a member um, and in for our free podcast. This is for everybody. I can't wait to give this to you all. And some more exciting news about the podcast. If you are a person that loves YouTube, maybe you play video games and you use YouTube as part of your uh, listening experience while you're doing it, or you just like, you know, you have it going while you're doing something else. Locked on Boston College, we have our YouTube page coming up in the next week, uh, I just have to get, do a few things to get started. So keep your eyes open. I will blast that all over social media when that comes out. A locked on Boston College podcast uh, YouTube channel. You'll get to listen to all of our podcasts. I'll do a special episodes. I'll do uh, you know breaking news on there. You'll get it all. So check it out. Locked on Boston College on YouTube. Uh, check it out soon. It'll be coming out your way. Now we're going to talk about summer camp. Summer camp is starting on August sixth for Boston College. Seems like a late start. It st- later start than usual. But I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens uh, during this camp. Now, for those of us who cover the camp this year, it's going to be a little different than um, either last year or the year before, because last year it was all remote. So anything that was happening at practice, I couldn't tell you what was going on because you had to go based off of the sports information department who would kind of give us. What they you know what they wanted us to see, and so certain things you just couldn't see. You couldn't you if if you would ask me last year how was Phil Dracovic doing, I would just shrug and say oh well Halfway says he's doing well. I wouldn't be able to tell you what I saw, um and that's going to change this year because now practices are open, um and it, the media is able to come to do press conferences. I don't know how much of the practice themselves will be open, uh, but they're doing actually a hybrid model this year uh, for practice. So basically, which I think is actually kind of great. So for some of us that don't live right next door to Boston College, we'll be able to, at some press conferences, zoom in still and talk to Jeff Halfley, talk to Zay Flowers, talk to Alec Lindstrom, and and have conversations uh, for our interviews. That's going to be an added bonus. But for other people, you'll be able to go to the practices. And I will be able to because I'm, you know, uh, the, we don't know what the vaccination policy is. I just saw Wake Forest is requiring all media members to be vaccinated to come to practice. Well, I can go to practice, so hopefully that'll uh, be the case. Uh, but there will be also the opportunity to go to practice and and talk to the, the coach and staff. So that'll be coming up. Now, we're, what are some of the big topics? Our next two segments, we're gonna talk about six different things. I'm gonna look for uh, at practice this upcoming year. So the first topic that we're gonna look at has to be the running back position, a position where. Boston College struggled mightily last year. Now, as we all know, David Bailey has moved on. He's gone to Colorado State to be with former Boston College head coach Steve Adazio. That leaves a big spot open for the remaining Boston College running back depth chart to step up and make that move. And the first name to look at going into practice is Travis Levy. Levy, like the rest of the running backs, didn't really blow us away in 2020 you know he was average at best he had a few moments here and there and he was good catching the ball out of the backfield with i think 34 catches but he wasn't explosive and where that piece lands is where some of these other running backs could kind of jump up and, and take the reins and the biggest one to watch for i think is alex singfield a transfer from west virginia uh West Virginia Maven writer Skylar Callanan reported to me that he says that Sinkfield is a home run threat. A, a player that you get the ball in his hand and he's explosive and can make plays anytime he touches the ball. I mean, if you're thinking about Boston College running backs, that's exactly what they need. So it'll be interesting. He ha, you know, he didn't practice the spring. Will Sinkfield step up during the summer practices and jump into that depth chart? You know, He's going to pick up that offense, or will it be Levy? Or could it be someone like Pat Garwo? Pat Garwo... Um, You know, he struggled at times last year. You know, he had only three yards per carry, um, but he got injured a couple times, which is part of what happens in football. Could he step up and have a big summer and really solidify that top role at running back? So running back depth chart will be one to watch. Secondly... I think the tight end position, if we're looking at offense specifically, will be something to keep an eye on during summer camp practice. Now, of all eyes are going to be watching Trey Barry of Jacksonville State, who was an FCS All-American in 2020. He's coming in. He's going to have to take over Hunter Long's spot, who was drafted by the Miami Dolphins. That's huge feat to fill. And it's not fair to think of Trey Barry to fill everything that Hunter Long did. Now, there's other names that you're going to want to watch for as well. So obviously, you want to see how Barry fits in this offense. Now everything I've heard is he's not a huge tight end, but bigger, uh, bigger like kind of a wide receiver tight end hybrid. But he'll probably fill the role that that Long did. But there's other players. Could Charlie Gordonier jump up? Um, he's a name that I've heard a lot of over the last two years, and I'm sure he's hitting that point in his collegiate career where he could kind of be that either t- tight end two or tight end three heading into the season. And what will Spencer Witter, who you know started last year, he was tight end two under under Long. Could he also become a bigger role? And I, th- I saw more out of Witter um, at the end of last year. I think he has some, some of what it takes. But I think all in all, the tight end position. And I'm really interested to see how Barry gels with quarterback Phil Jakovic. Now, in the final question, the uh, storyline to watch will be Kobe White. How will Kobe White return from an injury that took away all of 2020? This was a running a wide receiver who in 2019 led Boston College in receiving. He was looking to be that, you know, with Zay Flowers last year to be that wide receiver one or two. But then he had a knee injury and that was it. Now he didn't practice this spring. He worked out with the team, he didn't play in the spring game. What will he be able to realistically do come the summer? Um, and I think that'll be something to watch. Where whether he is out there practicing with the ones, um, is he able to pivot and, and make those cuts that a wide receiver has to do? Um, that's that's a challenge with a, with you know just a year away from a knee injury. But everyone heals on their own, and you don't know where Kobe White has healed yet. So we'll wait to see what he does. Because I think you know if you bring in Kobe White and he's able to play at a high level. You all of a sudden have yet another weapon to go with Zay Flowers, to go with C.J. Lewis, to go with Trey Berry that makes Boston College's offense even more lethal. But that's a big if. If Kobe White's only 50%, where does he fall on the depth chart? Because he may not beat out C.J. Lewis out of camp. He may not beat out Jelani Galloway. It's all things we're going to have to wait to see this summer. Now, in a moment, we're going to talk about three things we're going to watch for on the defense heading into camp. And I'm going to give you some uh, different things that we're going to look for when it comes to that D. Now, let's talk about built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. I just had one right now. I'm in the middle of the day. I missed lunch. It, had, it was delicious. I had a birthday cake. It was a special flavor, but they don't have them right now. But if you haven't tried that, try some of the other ones. I love raspberry, coconut, coconut almond. They're all delicious. And the best part about the built Bar is, is the nutritional value of it. Now, it tastes like a candy bar, but listen to this. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carb on most flavors. How are you ever going to beat that? Now, head on over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll receive 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. I hope you check out my work over at that site. And we have the Maroon and Gold Forums. I hope you check that out. If you want to talk with other Boston College fans and have me there as well, it's a free uh, message board style. Uh, we also have the premium section on there as well where you get nuggets and all sorts of good stuff. So check that out. Now, we are looking at... The biggest questions heading into the 2020 summer camp, which starts in a couple of weeks. But i if you're like me, I am so excited. I cannot wait for football to come back. I can't wait for this fall to come back. Um, and, you know, I'm a big summer person, but when it comes to fall, those college football seasons, it, it gets me going. It gets my energy going, and I can't wait for that to start up. But... We looked at the three questions that we have heading into camp for the offense. Now, let's look at the defense. What are three questions we have about the defense? Now, obviously, like I think one of the biggest questions, just in general, has to be the linebacker position. Now, you lost, as we've talked about multiple times on this podcast, we have lost Max Richardson and Isaiah McDuffie, two of their top linebackers, two of their top tacklers, um, to the NFL. That's a big loss. Now, however, as I've said before, they're both great Players. They were great, uh, you know, character players for Boston College as well. Um, but they, you know, they weren't perfect linebackers. And I think that's fair to say. You know, Max Richardson was a smart, you know, driven leader who could do a million different things. But I thought there was a little bit of uh, limitations in terms of the physicality of what he could do. You know, he's not the fastest linebacker. He's not the most physical linebacker, but he could do a lot of things. So, you know, he wasn't perfect. And Isaiah McDuffie, instinctual but sometimes his instincts kind of got him in trouble uh so but who could be those linebackers to take their roles because i as much as you want to be positive about boston college they're gonna have to figure that out because you can't you know, compete in the ACC without linebackers that know what they're doing, especially in Jeff Halfley's offense. You need two, especially if they're going with the 4 5 defense with four defensive ends and, and defensive tackles, two linebackers and five defensive backslash safeties. You need two players that can step up, and that's a big question mark. Well, you have a, a bucket of players, and they all do different things that could fill that role. And the first thing you are going to want to look at is Isaiah Graham Mobley a transfer from Temple. Now, Isaiah Graham Mobley is explosive. He makes a bunch of big plays, but he played for Temple. And the other big knock is he's been hurt. Again, not a knock on him. It's just been part of his his journey, and that's where he leads to Boston College. Now, he was completely healthy last year. With a good defensive coordinator and Tim Lokabu and Jeff Halfley as the as the head coach, could he become the next good offensive uh, defensive linebacker for BC? Could he be the general out there, an experienced leader who knows the defense and can do that? But very well could be. But alongside of him, that's the biggest question mark. Because I honestly, I think that Graham Mobley is going to be one of the starters. But who will be next to him? Could it be Cam Arnold, who was a safety last year? Could he? You know, but he transferred over to linebacker. Could he jump up and become an everyday uh, player at linebacker and make a lot of big plays? Could it be someone like Bryce Steele, who was a safety? Again, you see where it's going with this with, with uh, Jeff Halfley. Um In high school but has moved over. But he's a freshman, so you don't know what you're going to get with him. But maybe the practice will show, hey, Cam Arnold's ready, or hey, Bryce Steele is ready to take that role. But I think it's also... Uh, you have to consider the other players that are uh, coming back as well because there's a lot of linebackers that are thirsty to get into that, that starting role and are going to be doing everything they could. Names to watch for here, Joe Sparacio, a linebacker who you know I think looked pretty good his first year in 2019. Uh, you're also going to look for Vinny De Palma, Hugh Davis, um, Nick DiNucci. These are all names to watch for. Now, th- there's always freshmen too. You don't know what Casey Finney or Owen McGowan could do. So these are some names you're going to want to watch for at the linebacker position. It's a position that is, you have to say, completely wide open at this point. I mean, Halfley will tell you that every position is wide open and they're going to have to earn it. But in reality, you know, when you look at a position like this linebacker crew, you have a whole bunch of kids that are just dying to get into that starting slot. So we'll have to see who steps up there. That's one at the uh defensive uh, position. Secondly, I look at the defensive line and I look, you know, I think, you know on paper you have Marcus valdez and Brandon Barlow at defensive end of the two Barlow probably will be the one that'll have to work to keep his position um there's some definite like if nito Akpala or some of these other freshmen can jump in who who knows maybe Barlow stays as the third defensive end which has been kind of his role before um but maybe he doesn't become the everyday every down defensive end as maybe some of these other kids could be um that's not my biggest question though my biggest question when I'm looking at the defensive line you got Valdez, probably Barlow. You definitely have uh Jabuzi and Wuka Boozy. Who's that fourth defensive to fact who's gonna be the defensive tackle? Who's gonna be the fourth defensive tackle on that line or second defensive tackle, fourth defensive lineman? and there's a big question mark could be Cam Horsley you know freshman from last year had a big you know big camp does he have another monster camp and he earns the starting role or will they will they go with Chris Banks a uh, defensive tackle from Temple who has you know originally recruited by Boston College um i've heard great things about him i think he could definitely step up or is it TJ Ram TJ Ram has been around for a while I, you know he's one guy that i've seen in spits and spurts that could really just jump out and become a starting defensive tackle. I just haven't seen enough of it. So maybe he could do it. So that second defensive tackle role will be definitely a position to watch for at camp. Who jumps up? Who really makes the most of their snaps uh, and does that? And then finally, my third biggest question mark heading into summer camp um, has to do with the safety position. And it's not like a concern like it is with linebacker or possibly defensive tackle. The safety position worries me more so because they have a glut of talent there, how does it shake out? How do they shake out who starts and who plays and where, how the snaps are delegated? Because you have Dion Jones, you have Jamin Muse, Mike Palmer, and Jamin, uh, Sorry, Jaden Lars-Woodby from Florida State. Now, depending on who you think is better, you might have your own opinion on who that could be. But in reality, this is going to all play out at camp. Jaden Lars-Woodby, I would imagine, is going to be playing a majority of downs. And Deion Jones, I think I like him too. But what do you do with Jamin Muse? Does he play that? Um, does he play that linebacker safety hybrid? So I think you know how Palmer kind of comes back from his injury. Where they slot these different players in, I think that's all going to be a question mark to watch into camp. Now later on, uh, probably on Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday show, we will look at as well at um, some of the bigger question marks programmatically that we're going to look at heading into camp but we'll talk about that later thank you all for listening this has been Locked On Boston College I am your host AJ Black you can follow me on Twitter at Black underscore BC and please check out my other podcast that I do once a week called Locked On ACC Locked On ACC is hosted by the great Candace Cooper and she hosts it every day on wherever you get your podcasts with other ACC podcasters from the Locked On Network. I host with her on Wednesdays. You'll hear my episode with her today. So check that out if you'd like to hear more about what I have and what I offer. Uh, make sure that you subscribe to BC Bulletin on Twitter at bc uh, Bulletin bc. And I want to again, encourage you to become a premium member. It has been a quiet week in terms of premium content, but that's because the coaching staff had been on vacation. So hopefully we'll be getting some more news. I have some new nuggets I'm going to be throwing up Uh, I threw up last night, actually. Hopefully, I get that up. Um, And you're going to want to check that out as well. Uh, Become a member. It's only a dollar for the first month. And it's a cup of coffee after that. So I hope you enjoy that. And remember, we have a new YouTube channel coming out soon. Keep your eyes open for that. I will be blasting that all over social media when it comes out. Take care, everyone. This is AJ Black. Have a great Wednesday.